This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Hey, it's Baker from next door. I think I got one of your packages. I opened it by mistake. Huh. You sure they're not yours? Yeah, pretty sure they're not mine. Huh. Online shopping, it's my curse. You and me both. Hey, you got a wheelbarrow I could borrow? I'm going to do a little mulching. Yeah, I'll bring it over. Welcome back. QL Daily right here on the BetQL Network. Joe G, Cody Decker, and Hawks are with you on a Friday. The voicer, of course, of television star, commercial star Baker Mayfield, who's now on his way to Carolina to be part of the Panthers quarterback room. Let's talk about that and the NFL as we head towards camp. Brad Spielberger, Spielberger Pro Football Focus, he's joining us on the Roman guest line. Brad, what did you think? Uh, the Mayfield trade is finally complete. We kind of all saw his exit from Cleveland coming. And now we have the landing spot. He joins a Carolina team that I think got an upgraded quarterback. I'm not sure how much of an upgrade, but I, I will say I think they upgraded off of Darnold and whatever else they had there with Matt Corral as a rookie. What did you think of the deal to bring Baker to Carolina? Yeah, I totally agree. They upgraded, like you said, the degree of that upgrade, I guess we'll see. But we have seen a high-level play from Baker Mayfield, obviously, in 2020, taking them to the playoffs in Cleveland for the first time in about 20-something years. And, you know, He's also had some bad play. Darnold, we've only seen bad play, essentially. Um, and then looking at just the compensation in a vacuum, paying him about $5 million in salary and sending a conditional 2024 fifth-round pick um, for a former number one overall pick that has shown some good play, I mean, that's, that's a steal in, in a vacuum just looking at that trade. So what do you think about the Panthers? I know you're high on them. Would you look at their win total and maybe – bet the over or what are you projecting for the Panthers now? Yeah. You know, it's, I do think they're a team that has the potential to play better than a lot of folks expect. Um, you know, you look at just the talent they've added this off season, their offensive line was their biggest weakness and they've added three starters now, um, you know, with Bradley Bozeman at center, Austin Corbett at right guard. And of course, Ikki Aquanu in the draft to come in and play left tackle. So like we said as well, the quarterback position, yeah, maybe it's not a massive upgrade, but kind of like in Washington, who I, you know, touted last time I was on the show, you know, going from Sam Darnold to Baker Mayfield or going from Taylor Heineke to Carson Wentz can make a big difference. So, yeah, the over six and a half wins on DraftKings for Carolina is plus 105. They're also four to one to make the playoffs, maybe sneak into the wild card. They're obviously not going to win that NFC South division with the Buccaneers, but I do think there are value on those bets. You know, looking looking at not only just at the Panthers themselves, but the division, uh, there's a lot of question marks in the division. you got the Falcons, you got the Saints. Um, what are the odds that this team can really compete in this division, knowing full well that Tampa Bay is probably going to be winning it? 
Yeah, I mean, I think the Falcons might be the worst team in the NFL, frankly. I, I think they are really, really bad. I'm not even sure if they're trying to win. If you bring in Marcus Mariota at quarterback, which head coach Arthur Smith already benched before uh, in Tennessee with the Titans when they brought Ryan Tannehill aboard. So, you know, I just do not think they're a serious football team for 2022. And they're going to try to draft a quarterback in the you know top five picks next year, and, and winning is probably not a goal for them. So, Definitely better than them. And then the Saints, you know, I think they had a great offseason, made a lot of key additions, should have a way better wide receiver group with some help from guys like Michael Thomas and obviously bringing in Jarvis Landry, um, you know, and drafting Chris Olave. But end of the day, you have Jameis Winston, who was okay last year, coming off a torn ACL, no more Sean Payton in the division. And the defense is expected to be good again, but we know defense can be a little bit unstable. They have some old players that are expected to make huge contributions on that defense and Cam Jordan, Demario Davis, the new Tyron Matthew edition. I think they're better than the Panthers, but, you know, have a couple of key injuries to important players maybe. And they, you know, take a slide. And then Carolina could be fighting for that second spot in the NFC South. Brad, this confirmed with Baker out in uh... – that if Deshaun Watson is suspended, it's going to be uh, Jacoby Brissett now as their quarterback, or I should say when Deshaun Watson is suspended. We'll see for how long. Um, what do you think about uh, Jacoby Brissett, the Browns? Let's say Watson is gone. Now we know for sure there's no reconciliation with Baker Mayfield. Um, is Brissett the kind of quarterback that could get them through, or is their season basically over in the AFC playoff picture if a long-term suspension comes down for Deshaun Watson? Yeah, I think if it's a 12-gamer or even maybe a 10-game suspension, they're probably the season is over. But you look at their schedules the first four weeks, it's extremely easy. Even a guy like Jacoby Brissett could probably come in and win three or four of those games at the outset. And let's say it's an eight-game suspension and they're hovering around 500. I actually think they could, you know, once Watson gets back, maybe make a push. I think the big thing with Brissett is that he doesn't throw games away. He doesn't make a ton of mistakes. He's kind of a safe quarterback. And when you look at Cleveland the last couple of years, one of the best offensive lines in football, obviously one of the best one-two punches at running back and Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. The defense, I think, will get much better from last year. Was good last year, showed flashes down the stretch. But a young secondary all gets a year of experience, takes that next step. I actually think they could, kind of like I said, hover in the AFC. Maybe, you know, once he gets back, make a push. The issue is, their division is strong in the AFC North, and just the AFC conference at large is so, so good that it might be hard to get a wild card in that conference. But I do think Brissett is good enough to just keep the boat afloat. If it's a half-season suspension or less, anything more than that, they're probably looking at 2023. Now that the Baker Mayfield trade is finally done, the question remains, what happens with Jimmy G? I know. It, it really is fascinating that we're here now. I remember there were rumblings from pro football talk that a team had offered two second-round picks. I don't know if that's true, but if it is, the 49ers committed enough practice by not taking that trade because at this point, I don't know if they're going to get anything. Um, and, and look, he's got a $24 million salary on a one-year deal remaining. I'm not sure who now would be interested in taking that money on and giving any sort of draft compensation to do so. But you have Debo Samuel and Nick Bosa both need massive new extensions. Like, you need this cap savings if you're the 49ers. So I would not be shocked if they tried to get him to take a pay cut. He has $7.5 million in injury guarantees. Maybe say, look, we're wiping everything off the top of that. Is out of your deal. We'll give you that money to be a backup and, and stick around. And 
if Trey Lance struggles, maybe he'll get one more shot to come in and try to lead this team deep into the playoffs. But I think they overplayed their hand. I, you know, obviously his injury to his throwing shoulder, he was expected to be throwing by now and still has not begun throwing. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just a very tough situation because they need that cap saving. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. On the flip side of that, is there a team in the NFL that could truly use him right now? Forgetting about the cap space, just him as a quarterback, what team would actually benefit with Jimmy G? You know, the funny thing is I think the Cleveland Browns potentially, if let's say Watson does get a significant suspension, again, they're not going to take on that large salary. They would have to renegotiate his money just like they did with Baker Mayfield and say, hey, Jimmy, we'll give you the opportunity to play for a good team in a similar kind of wide zone offense. With Kevin Stefanski, you'll get the first you know, 10, 12 games, whatever it is, to showcase your talent. Hey, look, you're not going to get a multi-year deal from us. You're not going to stick around, but play well, and then we'll trade you, or you can go sign elsewhere, maybe give him a no-tag clause, and, and let him sign wherever he wants um, the following offseason. They actually, I think, make the most sense at this point. We're talking Brad Spielberger, pro football focus here, uh, NFL open in a few weeks. Brad, you recently wrote about some of your favorite moves, AFC, NFC, all the teams in this offseason. Uh, Baker was one of your favorite moves for the uh, across the league for the Panthers in the NFC. Give us a couple more, maybe some that flew under the radar that you think are good moves that could you know kind of propel teams forward this year that, that you put on your list. Yeah, sure. So, you know, I think the NFC, a lot of it was moves that were not made uh, and some of the contraction and, and kind of avoiding overpaying for guys or kind of sticking your neck out. Uh, but I think one in the NFC that, that does just make a massive, massive difference is the addition of Jarvis Landry, obviously from New Orleans, gets to go back to New Orleans. And, you know, I just think we underrated how truly bad this wide receiver group was last year. I, I mean, truly a bunch of un, undrafted guys and just guys they were finding on the street to come in and play for them. Marquez Callaway, kind of the lead guy. Deontay Harris, who, you know, had a suspension at one point, but was a productive guy for them and really is kind of just a kick returner. He just brings so much stability. Michael Thomas is still not 100% healthy, will eventually play this year. And, yes, Chris Olave is a phenomenal young talent. But, you know, the rookie adjustment to the NFL is, is never an easy thing. So for him to come in on a one-year, $3 million flyer, he's a highly, highly productive guy. Yes, he's a slot guy and has a specific role, but I think it just makes a massive difference for Jameis Winston. I wrote in the article how he has the fourth most receptions in 2.5 seconds or less after the snap. So if you want to get the ball out quickly, pick up some easy yardage. Jarvis Landry is your guy. I think it's a huge addition for the New Orleans Saints. What are you expecting um, from the Dolphins uh, this season? I was looking at uh, betting under 
Uh, Tua's passing yards. Curious what you're expecting from that Miami team. Yeah, you know, it's it's interesting that they made all these massive moves and they're still not favored to be in the playoffs and, and, and you know, win this AFC East, obviously, because the Buffalo Bills. And I, I'm a little skeptical as well. Um, I do think his, his yardage will be interesting. You know, it might all be after the catch, but I do think we're going to see a ton of mesh and crossers and, and, and all these screens just getting the ball in Jalen Waddell and Tyreek Hill's hands as fast as possible. So his air yards under, I would probably take in 10 seconds. You know, we'll see about how many actual, you know, passing yards he accumulates. But I think they're, again, going to be a 500 team. It would be pretty fascinating if they, they go around 500 or just above 500 for the third season in a row and do not make the playoffs. But with how stacked the AFC is, that's kind of what I'm expecting from them again. You know, we just spent a full segment talking about the AFC West, and of course, I'm a diehard Raider fan. I feel good about the team, but I'm also just a delusional Raider fan. How do you feel about this AFC West? We all have, The consensus here is that we all think the Chargers are the best team in the division right now. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I'm, on paper, I think it's one of the best divisions I can remember, you know, going back a long, long time. And look, I think bringing in Chandler Jones is a legitimate number two option opposite Max Crosby makes one of the best pass-rushing duos in the NFL. I mean, Jones hasn't played with a guy of that caliber in a very long time. And Yannick Ngakwe was a solid player, but very one-dimensional, not really good against the run. Jones can play against the run as well as get after the opposing quarterback. So I love that tandem. And look, hey, you have three very high-level you know, options on offense with the addition of Devontae Adams to Darren Waller and Hunter Renfro. So there's reason for optimism, but again, yeah, that division is such a gauntlet. The AFC conference is so difficult. That offensive line still is going to rely on a lot of young players kind of developing and taking that next step. Um, but I do love Josh McDaniels as a head coach, which I know some people don't think is you know was a good hire, and he obviously kind of flamed out in Denver. I think he has learned from those mistakes. I think he's a great fit with Derek Carr. I have a conservative in 2022. I think they're probably a wild card team, but the, the thing that scares me is, you know, Devontae Adams is about to be 30 years old. Chandler Jones, 32 years old. A lot of the moves they made, you kind of have to win right now because by 2024 or so, you might be looking at a bit of a reset. Brad, one of the divisions I think is interesting is the NFC North. I mean, the Packers have that thing you would think on lock, but then I, I, you can make a case for almost anybody else in that second spot. I think the Bears are a ways away. Minnesota new coach, but the, the Lions really intrigued me. What, what do you think about Detroit this year? I think the bottom of the NFC playoff picture is wide open. There's probably a spot there up for grabs, maybe a team we're not expecting, maybe even to finish second place, NFC North. Uh, what's your thought on the Lions this year, year two of Dan Campbell? I, I was I was impressed with what he did last year with you know a pretty under-talented roster. I'm with you. I'm drinking the Kool-Aid in Detroit for sure. They obviously still have – some holes in that roster, but I think it will ultimately come down to this young defensive line. Obviously, you had Aiden Hutchinson and Josh Pascal with your first and second round picks in this year's class. Two edge rushers that I really like. I think Pascal is underrated out of Kentucky. And then last year, the additions of Aline McNeil and Levi and Wuzurike in the interior of the defensive line. You keep Charles Harris you know, as a, as a complimentary edge rusher in free agency. Romeo Aquara will get healthy. If they can generate consistent pressure on opposing quarterbacks, I really like the team as a whole because I like the offensive line a lot. The weapons now are at least, you know, their NFL caliber weapons, which they were not last year. Um, and it's, it's a really weak NFC. And especially, like you said, the NFC North, the Bears are not a competitive team. 
the Vikings are kind of, again, the Vikings where you think they'll go around 500, but who really knows? But, you know, I think the biggest weakness in Detroit is the secondary. You have Jeffrey Okuda and Jerry Jacobs. They're, They're two corners from last year, both coming off significant injuries and Achilles and ACL. I love the addition of Mike Hughes from Kansas City as their, you know, he'll be their top corner at least to start. That's that that unit still does scare me a little bit. Um, but yeah, I think they are kind of going under the radar. I think Dan Campbell is a good coach, wins in those edge cases with going forward on fourth down and, and doing things that puts his team in a position to succeed. Um, we'll just see if we can get a we're kind of expecting a lot of growth from a lot of young players. Um, but if that happens, I, I think they have talent kind of all over this roster. Yeah, they can really do quick so- before we let you go. Uh, as we sit here, July eighth, about thirty seconds or so. What is one of your favorite future bets? Favorite future bets. Uh, you know, I, I still think the Baltimore Ravens have a ton of value. I probably mentioned on the show before. I'm not sure if I have, but around one plus one seventy five, one eighty five. I had it at two twenty. I still like them in this AFC North. We'll obviously see what the suspension is in Cleveland, but I think they are going to win that division this year, uh, and I love the value there. We're with you. This We like that one. Brad, always appreciate you hopping on. We'll catch up again soon. Brad Spielberger, Pro Football Focus on the Roman Guest Line. Get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort of price of your home. Go to GetRoman.com slash now to get $15 off your first month. That's GetRoman dot com slash BeckQL. Yeah, we like the Ravens here. So we're we're with uh we're with Brad on that one. Great insight on the Baker trade and what it means for the market. All right, coming up next, another guest, great guest, Reed Wallach from Bet Sided. He'll join us talk some NBA free agency, NCAA football win totals. He's posting those already. And of course he's a Nets fan. How is he handling the KD trade request? That's next on the BeckQL network. You're listening to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM, with Joe Ostrowski, Joe Giglio, and Aaron Hawksworth from BetQL.